This is the Coach Em Up Podcast, where we talk real life and leadership lessons learned from the field. Each episode, we take one truth our coach here has gleaned from his experience on the football field and beyond, and we explore its applications to our daily lives. I'm Greg Williamson. I'm Kelly Ueli. And this is episode 14, Woo! Kelly. Here wow. we go. A lot of, lot of great quarterbacks were number 14 through the years. And uh, for some reason, I can't think of any of them <laughs> at this but time. But I'm sure there were a lot. There were a lot. Yeah, an awful lot. I think of the Jets. Richard Todd, way back in the 80s there. He wasn't great, but he's the first one that came. <laughs> Steve Grogan, there's another 14. Uh, Craig Morton. Let's just jump right in uh, with today's lesson. <laughs> and that is, funny enough, eliminate mental errors. Interesting. And I couldn't even think of a really great number 14. <laughs> That's yeah. all right. You're spending a lot of, of mental energy thinking of the applications of these principles. That's what it is. I'm already there. You're already there. Yeah. So yeah. eliminate <laughs> mental errors. That's what I'd like to kind of like drill down into that coaching point. Today. All right. I am mm -hmm. looking forward to hearing about it. I know you are going to love what you are hearing, listeners. Make sure you are following the podcast, please. Just take a minute to hit that follow button. Share the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch, we are coachemupny at gmail.com. And hey, guess what? Did you know they can watch the podcast? Our listeners can be watchers? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, you, you know... It's a little known secret, but the secret's out now. Secret's they out. They can actually watch the podcast, and where can they do that? Well, I think so far Spotify, and then YouTube, of course. Uh, you can find us at Coach em Up Leadership on YouTube. Very cool. All right. Yeah, so now that they can see all the different, when you watch the podcast, you can see all the different hand signals. Oh, yes. Uh, there, there's so much going on uh, that you just miss just listening to it. Yeah. yeah, like when you raised your chair to, to illustrate standing tall in the pocket. Right, in the last episode there when I pulled out my jersey. That's right. In a past episode, yeah, there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of magic that, that just you can't capture just listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> on the Coach em Up podcast, for Perfect. sure. All right. You ready? I am ready. Okay. Eliminate mental errors. Did you know, Kelly... But this, this coaching point, eliminate mental errors. Did you know that football is 90% mental, 10% physical? I would not have thought that, no. I would have thought it's a game of brute <laughs> brawn <laughs> and physical right. aspect. Yeah, there, there's actually so much mental uh, that goes unseen or unnoticed by the general fan that I know you are, you yeah. know, of the game. Um, but, uh, th there's so many like tiny little things, coaching points that, that have to be remembered constantly. It's, and especially with different positions there, some of the positions on the field, are much more cerebral than mm -hmm. others, uh, as a former quarterback and coaching those positions, I tended to coach not only quarterback, but the positions on defense as well that were very, you had to, it was a thinking man, uh, position for sure. There's a couple that don't have to think as much, but uh, no, that's a famous quote from the movie Little Giants. Ah. Yeah, football is 90% mental. It's probably was before then, 90% mental and 10% uh, physical. 
And uh, that was honestly, you, you know, uh, if I would assess the kind of player that I was, uh, I had some physical skills as a quarterback, but I had a better mind for the game. Oh, cool. And that was what allowed me to have success. And I think that was what allowed me to be a successful coach as well was on the mental part of the game. And, and really what that means is uh, eliminate mental errors. Uh, quarterback, you can have the, for instance, coach in that position, he can have like the greatest throwing arm, like can throw a ball, you know, like 80 yards or something like that. But if he doesn't make good decisions, he's not going to get on the field. So again, it's, it's the mental part of the game that I'll take a guy who can only throw the ball maybe 50 yards, but he makes good decisions. He puts the ball where it's supposed to uh, instead of a guy who's got a rocket of an arm, but he keeps throwing into coverage, keeps throwing interceptions. You know, that's the mental part of the game. Really, really important. I like that. I like hearing that. I said, oh, cool, when you said that, because I'm thinking I like a game where you don't have to be the most talented person on the field, where you can make up for that with some strategy and with some critical thinking, yeah. because that, someone might have that and not as much of the speed or the or the strength or the that arm. Um, right. I, but I like to think that there's another way to be great at the game. Mm -hmm. Especially when you get to like college level, mm. uh, a college quarterback probably spends 20 to 25 hours a week watching film. Oh, wow. So it's all cerebral. It's, it's all learning, seeing what the defense is doing. And it's, that's all mental. There's a huge amount of mental preparation before someone turns their TV on and sees the teams <laughs> playing on the field. There's so much more mental that goes into uh, the success, victory, or you know, the defeat on the field. All right. So back to this principle, mm -hmm. eliminate mental errors. It sounds to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like something that would be given as a correction on the field, like when someone does something stupid. Sure. Yeah, Is that the right? coach would say, we've got to eliminate mental errors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then, <laughs> did you get this advice or did you give it? <laughs> or both? <laughs> I gave it a little bit more. I, I'm not saying I didn't make mental errors. A lot of times this is also used when you'll see uh, a defensive player jump off sides. Oh, that like, would like, be me. That I never understood on offsides. I think I said this before. I remember I just said, I think I did hear this right. in soccer. Mm -hmm. That's probably where. Yeah, offsides. Now, in football, it means when they go across the line of scrimmage. So it would be, the, the to explain it, the football, the line of scrimmage is the nose of the football. There's like an invisible line moving forward. And if the defensive player breaks that line before the ball is actually moved, and I'm moving my microphone, that's offsides. offsides and quarterbacks will try to draw them off by things that they say you know <laughs> and their cadence and things like that but the bottom line is all they've got to do is look watch at the football the <laughs> just watch the ball don't move until the ball moves and and that's a lot of times maybe the context that you would hear you know uh that that uh the, the whole point of eliminate mental errors because they're listening to what the, the opposing quarterback's saying and they're not watching the ball or they're out of position or again the quarterback he's throwing it to the wrong receiver in coverage that sort of thing yikes i almost think i wonder would you feel worse making a, a move like that versus some a 
a physical uh, mistake or you at least you tried. Right, exactly. I think so because it is easier in some ways to eliminate those mental mistakes. Um, but yet all the more reason you have to be prepared yeah. uh, mentally ahead of time and really do the study, do the homework, the mental preparation. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So what are the practicalities uh, on the field of life? I really can't, can't think, think of any. Of any. Yeah, I, this one, I just kind of wanted to talk about football. <laughs> There's no real... I, I got nothing. It's just a white wall. No, no there, there's actually, uh, we've got some stuff uh, for sure. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verse 5, the Bible actually says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive mm. to Christ. And so part of being a follower of Christ is I have to think about what I think about. Yes. And, and, and we can't just think about anything. Because we can mentally uh, live a defeated life based on what we think about. And so, real important, think about what we think about. Uh, and by that, we eliminate mental errors. And so, uh, it may be fear. It could be anxiety. Uh, it, it could be, as we've talked about in the past, uh, the possible scenarios right. of things that might happen that don't really ever happen. Yep. Um, it, it can be self-image, self-esteem, negativity, negative self-talk. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. Those can be tough. And then there comes a point in, uh, uh, I think probably for the most part, I mean, hopefully you learn this young, but I was going to say there comes a point in a, a young person's life where you do finally have that realization where, Wow, I do. I can think about what I'm thinking about and yeah. start to replace some of the the negative self talk. Mm -hmm. I know for for women, for girls especially, a lot of it is around self image, yeah. self esteem, and so there has to be a lot of purpose. And I'm starting to see this with my own daughter. There has to be a lot of purpose in how you're thinking about even your yourself. Sure, and and. Uh yeah, I'm I'm one of those that that also can just get a little too too much on the negative self thoughts, yeah. you know. And so I've learned and continue to learn about think about what I'm thinking about. And uh, I'll tell you, kind of a, a cool little thing Susie and I do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours told us this, and we're like, "That is crazy," but it works. Uh, we actually have days of the week uh, that alternate where I'm allowed to fuss and complain and whine. And Ooh. she's not allowed to do that. So like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm allowed to fuss and complain and whine. And she's not allowed to do that. She has to listen sympathetically and compassionately. Okay. And she can't. But then comes Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, yeah. and she can fuss and whine and complain. And we, he, he was like, just try it. It's crazy. <clears throat> and so we set this up. And, we, and you know what happened? What? I don't fuss, whine, and complain when Aww. it's my day. Because you're thinking about what you're thinking e exactly. about. Exactly. It's like, it's my day. And we call it safety days. That's so awesome. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for Greg, that's my safety day. I can fuss. I can whine. I can complain. But I find just I'm thinking about my thoughts a whole lot more. And it doesn't happen near as often. That is awesome. And that there is sound uh, 
what cognitive sort of behavioral therapy uh, study and practice around yeah. what you're saying is is one of the strategies I was given uh, on working on anxiety is to okay set it's not fair to say self I'm not going to worry about this but right. tell yourself I'm not going to worry about it during these hours but I'm going to worry about it at this time yeah well it's like once you give yourself permission to to adjust where you're thinking about it you start to realize the power that you do truly have right. now it's not a magic thing to mm -hmm. make anxiety go away but it's that it's that shifting of where you as an anxious person you're accepting a lot of the automatic thoughts and mm -hmm. so it's the start or it was for me of learning to oh, no I can push back right. I can reframe and mm -hmm. I do have a little bit more say as to what's going on right in my thoughts that I'm giving myself credit for yeah and, and have a lot more control than we realize. Yeah. yeah. And then when it's time, oh, do I really want to think I about like that? I like that. Yeah. So safety days, three safety days, days a week. And then Sunday is God's day. Sure. So no, no fussing, whining, or complaining <laughs> by anyone. And, and I, it, it, our kids were growing. They're already out of the house when, when I heard about it. And uh, I wish I'd known, though, when I was raising our kids, uh, when Susie and I were, because uh, I was just like, that is brilliant. It is. That's absolutely brilliant, just having safety days. So three days a week, you're allowed to fuss one. Which sounds complain. generous. Yeah, it's like, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> but then you do realize that you can really dial it back. And and I think that's what that verse is about, taking our thoughts captive yes. to obey Christ. Think about what we're thinking about. Is it something that is pleasing to Jesus Christ? Christ as our, as our savior, or we just had some, random, we had some uh, interference. Yeah. And, 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 uh, it, are our thoughts pleasing to Christ? Is it, uh, Philippians four, eight, my mom had a card, mm. wrote that on <laughs> our, uh, a card and put it on our refrigerator. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever yep. anything are noble, good report. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to filter our thoughts through those, um, there's so much in the Bible about our thoughts. Uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Yeah. I mean, Is how, that as a man thinketh in a, another translation? Um, it may be. Yeah. It may be. That just, yeah. For some reason, sometimes the old English right. version yeah. sticks in your head. The KJV, the yeah. King James version there. But uh, eliminating mental mistakes, there's so much of life that... Uh, you know, if we can if we can start changing how we think, it, it will change the quality of our life so much. Mm. Um, and so I think there's a real and especially as a leader, if you have any type of influence, responsibility, you've got to think different in order to lead people. Yeah, because uh, they're looking to you as an example, someone who's going to help them, someone's going to give them instruction, direction. Uh, leaders have to think quite different. And maybe that's another episode sometime. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Now, this is really prax practical and I think there are that's a great way to start is to is to say, "All right, let's how do you start thinking about your thoughts? Well, give yourself some some safety days yeah. to to have complaints and fuss and mm -hmm. and then you'll see that you actually are cataloging it or or like say, "Okay, I'm not going to complain for 30 days." Yeah. But just to start. That'd be so hard. It's so hard. I did try. <laughs> it was you, like work? lunchtime. <laughs> but, and then you, 
but at least I was becoming more aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I should pick that back up. Well, I have found <laughs> with my safety days that sometimes if it's Susie's safety day, and, and I, I can't complain or whine or fuss, and, <laughs> and I just have to listen and be compassionate and understanding uh, that uh, I make a list for the next day you know, when it yeah. is my time, but it, it's never the same emotion. Oh, right. and here's the other thing. Just take 30 seconds on this. Uh, <clears throat> when I'm listening, my job is to be compassionate and ask, how can I help? Give me three suggestions huh. and then write those down and choose one of those. And that's how I'm going to help. Whatever she's complaining or fussing or, or vice versa, three suggestions, how I can help with that. And then the other person that's compassionate and listening that day chooses one. Wow. Yeah, this is some smart stuff. And the complainer has to really think about, you got to take it another step. Like, all right, I, I'm going to complain, but I got to also have an action plan. <laughs> exactly. It's just really cool, the dynamics like that it. it presents into uh, what otherwise can just be a lot of negativity. What a good mm -hmm. way to eliminate Mental, Mental errors. errors. There it is. So <laughs> it. Uh, next time, uh, that w our next episode, we're going to talk about leave the field as a team. Okay. Which I know that that's something you've you experienced on staff here at Valley. I don't know that you realize how deliberate that is and what all's behind that. So I'll give you the, the back story for that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Looking very much forward to that one, Coach. Yeah. Okay. So we can uh, we can clap it out here. So I'll, I'll call it. it it's, it's really a coaching thing, not so much in the huddle, but I'll call it like it's a play in the huddle. Eliminate mental errors. Eliminate mental errors. Ready? Ready?